Take two. Hey guys, this came in for the Podder Podcast. How is everyone doing? Um, this is the first podcast in a bit. Uh, we've had some changes in our family recently. Sam and I just became parents about three weeks ago. So yeah, I guess it's been about three weeks since I posted anything. And I apologize, but unfortunately, that stuff's going to come first now, as uh, it should. So yeah, uh, Sam and I, we had a little boy, and he is just the light of our life. And I can't even think of my life without him anymore. It's been three weeks, but it feels like... You know, my entire life has just been devoted to this whole thing. It's it's unreal. So we've just been dealing with that, and there's a lot of parenting stuff and a lot of just uh, stressors we haven't encountered yet, so it's been just absolutely slammed here. We've had no time to ourselves. Um, just been a lot of, like, friends and family meetings and such, and, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see everybody, but, you know, at some point you just want to have a day to yourself. But unfortunately, those times are over. Until maybe baby gets a bit older, you know, we have babysitters and stuff. But until then, he will be with us basically 24-7. So doing these podcasts are going to be pretty rare now. Um, I will still try to get to some if I have some time off, if Sam can watch the baby or, you know, something, whatever. If he's sleeping and I can just watch him while I'm doing the podcast, I'm going to do like that. Having said that, let's get on with some shit. Hope everyone's week is looking good. It's fucking when is it march now it is march 4th <sighs> i'm fucking tired of winter is anyone tired of fucking winter i'm sure everyone is i'm just saying it's fucking ridiculous fucking canada it just snows all the goddamn time we live next to the lake so it's just constantly wet every fucking day it's wet okay we're gonna get into some shit anyone worried about the uh, coronavirus i feel like it's um it's getting some crazy uh, media attention, but I feel like it's kind of the same thing as the swine flu. If you guys remember that at all, it's been a while ago, but uh, I had swine flu when it came out and everyone's like, oh my God, you're going to die. And it was like legit, just the fucking flu. Like, I don't know. I think the coronavirus is kind of in the same vein. I think people are just blowing it up. Uh, I'm not saying it's not the scariest thing right now, but I feel like people are freaking out and it might just be like, old people dying someone told me that like the chinese government's like hiding how many people are dying from that they say there's like eighty thousand people like a hundred thousand people who who died but i don't know china's on its own fucking wavelength here i have no idea i can't even get into it all right so i got a topic here um i'm going to discuss the 15 of the biggest and most bizarre parties in the world this is by web web urbanist i say urbanist what the fuck's wrong with me Okay, so the first one is a roadkill cook-off. Well, I'm sure I can understand what that would probably be. There's a whole lot of perfectly good, entirely free meat out there, and you don't even to, you don't need hunting skills to acquire it. Just peel it off the road, and the annual cooking roadkill cook-off takes place in Pocahontas County, West Virginia. Wow, I didn't know that was a real place. <laughs> uh, happens every September and features dishes with enticing names like Rigamortis Bear Stew. And Thumper meets Bumper. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. I'd try that. They also crown a lucky roadkill queen every year. Is that a good thing to win? I feel it's like always a big fat lady who smells like the fucking possum that she dug out from under her car. <laughs> Rigamortis bear stew. I feel like, I'm not saying like roadkill would always be bad, but it had to be kind of fresh or else you're eating some really fucking rancid meat and like bugs around i think once once like maggots get in you can't eat that meat anymore i don't know maybe i'm wrong that's just kind of what i remember about like 
wild game and shit like that. Uh, Rio Carnival. I've heard this one too. I've heard this one before. It may just be the biggest and most outlandish party on earth. During the four days before Lent, real life comes into into a screeching halt in Brazil. So all the murders and like rapes and all that shit stops. Okay, I got you. <sighs> to focus on three pillars of carnival. Samba, women, and beer. Wow, that sounds fun. Samba's dancing, I think, right? Female dancers push the public nudity envelope in barely their costumes. Oh my god, my phone just turned off. How dare you? I was reading about barely barely clothed women. Um, barely their costumes festooned in sequins and feathers leading a massive parade of the 14 schools of samba. There's 14 different types of dancing or samba dancing. That's pretty neat. Which each school is wearing a different co- type of costume. Other events include street processions and masquerade balls. That just sounds like a fucking crazy orgy there. Oh, is there stuff in between? No, sorry, there was one between there. Yeah, so Carnival. Um, yeah, that looks like it'd be fun. Uh, 40s before Lent. I guess you gotta go fucking nuts before you gotta like stop whatever the fuck Lent is. You gotta stop eating food or... I don't know what the fuck that shit's, what that is. Lent is when you have to get something for like 40 days or something, right? And I'll quote King of the Hill. Can't you give up like God for Lent? Is that a technicality? So there's one, and this is kind of like, oh, Louisiana Mudfest. All these dirty looking kids, ugh. Like, they're dirty without the mud, I'm sure, too. The Louisiana Mudfest may or may not be the South's biggest party, but it's definitely the dirtiest. Off-road vehicle enthusiasts love nothing more than to go mud riding. I thought it was just called mudding. Am I wrong? And this festival draws thousands of 4x4 owners and their families to play over in over 300 acres of mud. Yeah, that's something I'd probably avoid. It's like dirty mud. People shitting it. You don't know what mud or poo. <sighs> Fuck that. La Tomatina tomato throwing party. I've heard of this one. Uh, from Web Ecoist. Once a year, tens of thousands of tourists gather in a town in Spain. Oh, I thought it'd be like in Italy, not Spain. No. To hurl over 100 tons of overripe tomatoes, all in just one hour. You know, it's funny. They have these tomatoes and like we use them to throw when we could send them to like places that are have starving people. I don't know. Is that wrong? Is that stupid of me? Am I saying the wrong thing? <sighs> just one hour of that. Does anyone care if you do it for like, is it kind of like the purge? Like once the bell rings, you can't throw anymore? Or is it kind of like, you know, free for all after for another couple hours? When the festival is called to a halt, see, I should have just stopped. So it's like, hey, stop throwing tomatoes. But you can get a few in there still after, right? <laughs> the person who you're throwing at before is not looking. Just fucking whoop. Wow, with a fucking, what are they called? A beefsteak tomato just right in the fucking kisser. Uh, the festival is called to a, my fucking phone. Jesus Christ. The festival is called to a halt. Fire hoses are used to clean the streets as well as the participants. <laughs> just blow people down the street. For this brief, brief but amazing food fight, the size of the town quadruples, drawing visitors from all over the world to participate in the largest spaghetti sauce bath of all time. I would definitely go to that. That sounds like fun. But yeah, I would fucking, I'd bring my own. I'd bring those like really hard green ones too. Oh my God, what the fuck? This one's called Testicle Festival. <laughs> all right. People who live in Montana tend to have a waste-not-want-not philosophy. So they throw testicles away and give up all that delicious, boneless protein. Ew. That's <laughs> not boneless. At least 15,000 people share that outlook. There's like nothing but dudes in this party, too. And there's a guy who looks like he's wearing a girl's like shirt. 
like I'm not saying that you can't have like trans people, but I just feel like a place like Montana wouldn't have trans running the show here. I'm just saying. And it says, show me your tits. And they're all dudes up showing their tits. What the hell's going on? Um, heading to the Rock Creek Lounge outside of Clif- uh, Clinton every year. Have a ball at the testicle festival. Bull testicles, known as Rocky Mountain Oysters, are peeled, marinated beer, breaded, and deep fried. I mean, that sounds okay. A few states away in Illinois, there is a somewhat smaller but no less strange annual homage to genitals, the Turkey Testicle Festival. 1,200 pounds of deep-fried turkey balls sell out completely every year. One brave culinary explorer claims, they look like little popcorn shrimp and they taste like chicken. Fuck you and your taste like chicken bullshit. Um, I don't think I would go to that only because it's just like I'm not going to fly to another state to eat balls. I don't know. Not my idea of fun. Burning Man Festival. Okay, we've all heard of this. There's always people in like weird like steampunk like vehicles. What the fuck? It's so strange. Burning Man takes its name from the ritual burning of a large wooden effigy is held every year at the end of August in Black Rock Desert of Nevada, drawing some 50,000 people. It's a remote area of community artwork, absurdity, decommodification, and rev- revelry? Revelry? Yeah, okay. To attend Burning Man is to temporarily step into an alternate world where clothing is optional, weird as normal, there's always something new to try, and wildly artistic creations are everywhere you look. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun, but it'd be full of, like, fucking douches and stuff. As I said, like, everyone's going to have some weird, like, steam-powered car and top hats and monocles and no pants, like, just a dick hanging out everywhere. Not in the mood. Not in the mood. It sounds kind of fun, but meh. All right, the Holly Festival. For hundreds of years, Hindus in India, Nepal, Bangladesh, and other countries have welcomed the arrival of spring with a festival of colors. Uh, celebrating the escape of Hindu figured of a Hindu figured named Pralada from death by fire due to his devotion to the god Vishnu, on the main day of the festival called Holi or Holly, participants throw colored powder and liquids at each other, which were traditionally made from medicinal herbs to fight viral fever and cold. <laughs> it like just gets you fucking stoned. Um, that sounds kind of fun too, I guess. But like, man, I don't know how you're gonna. I'm not going to be rude, but it's like, how are you going to clean yourself? I heard like the, all the lakes and like running water there, all these places are just fucking dirty. So it's like, you're, just, you're not going to bathe. You're going to sit in that color and it just stains your skin. And what are the things made of now? What are the fucking powders and liquids made of now? It's not medicine. I wouldn't think. Um, uh, I guess I'd go to that. That sounds kind of fun. Flash mob pillow fights. Uh, we have these at Toronto. I never went because I just find it stupid. And I said that I think I had a thing like that where there's always gonna be a douchebag who thinks he's like really tactical with his pillows. Like he's gonna like go to his friends the next day and be like, "Yeah, I basically like owned everyone at this pillow fight." And I just I can't stand people like that. On March 22nd, 2008, the largest pillow fight in history took place in 25 cities across the world, including Boston, Copenhagen, Dubai, London, Shanghai, and Sydney. Worldwide pillow fights. Pillow Fight Day was the first international flash mob organized through social media, email, texting, and word of mouth. 5,000 people participate in New York City alone, pounding each other with pillows and releasing millions of feathers into the air. Yeah, that's safe. A Valentine's Day flash mob in San Francisco created such a mess, officials plan to crack down the participants in the future. San Francisco has like shit and like needles everywhere. Do they really care about these fucking pillow fights? I don't think so. That's what I heard about San Francisco. I don't know. It looks nice from afar, but I think like deep down, it's like pretty grimy. 
and they have uh, Fidel Castro Street. It's full of what? The Love Parade. Heard of this one? This is in Germany, I think. I thought I thought it like I thought it wasn't around anymore. I thought they got rid of it. So Love Parade started as a political demonstration for peace through love and music, organized by the Berlin Underground in 1989, four months before the Berlin Wall was demolished. Over the years, the Love Parade has grown into one of the world's biggest outdoor dance parties, drawing millions of people from around the world and spurring similar events in other cities. The focus of events is electronic dance music, including trance, house, and techno. Like that's all it like. That's all. It, that's all it really shows is like techno music. Yeah. So I thought this. I actually thought this um, stopped. I don't know why it was stopped. Germany is really weird in that sense. Like not in a bad way, but it's. I heard a lot of things that they allow these parties and. That's where I heard about the Autobahn. Uh, we had a friend, and she's from Germany. She said, like, the Autobahn is, like, no speed limit because German cops don't like to pull people over and, like, ask for their papers because it's, like, reminiscent of, like, Nazi Germany. And it's like, okay, like, that's good. I mean, I'm not saying bring back Nazi Germany, but I feel like there's, you know, you have to have some law there. But I assume Germany has laws. But I think she made it seem as if, like, cops are very, like... um they're very, uh, I don't know what's the word. They're very held back from doing lots of things because they're worried they're going to like appear as Nazis. And I, I can kind of understand that, but I would definitely go to love festival. I heard it's fucking awesome. Hadaka Matsuri. It's cold in Japan in the middle of winter. That doesn't stop thousands of men from, oh, I said donging, <laughs> donning loincloths. I was like, yeah, dong. And I guess that would, uh, loincloth, soaking each other with water and fighting each other for the chance to catch one of the shingi wooden sticks dropped among the crowds that are said to bring one year of good luck. The men are kept warm in the frigid January night by each other's bodies and lots of sake. Uh, soaking each other with water and fighting each other. <laughs> wow, <laughs> why even bring up the soaking each other? Just fucking talk about fighting each other. To catch one of the shingi wooden sticks dropped among the crowds. Okay, so we have to catch a wooden stick to have good luck. Punch in your mouth by some guy in a loincloth that gets sprayed by water. I dig it. Um, I don't know. Doesn't sound like too much fun. I might go to that, but getting fought in cold weather and being wet for a stick, eh, not my jam. Bug fest. There's a kid who looks like three years old with a scorpion in her mouth. The scorpion looks like it's trying to escape. <laughs> Insects aren't creepy. They're just misunderstood. No, they're fucking gross and creepy. That's what bug fest organizers hope to convey. What? This girl's eating a fucking bug. Is that what you're trying to to convey? Okay. As they entertain crowds of people every September in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, it's not too far from here. Well, it's far, but like, you know, it's not like it's in fucking Japan or Brazil. With bug-related displays, exhibits, activities, and delectable dishes. Samples of buggy dishes are free. So fill up on scorpion taquitos and deep-fried grasshoppers. You know what? That sounds kind of good. I would try that. I have no issue with a, I've got no issue with people eating bugs. It just, it's like normalizing. It's not normal. Like I'm not saying some people don't, just don't tell me it's normal. That's the thing with like, with like breastfeeding. Like, listen, uh, I have no issue with people breastfeeding in public. Some people do. I don't know who, but some people do. I don't know why someone would. However, if someone breastfeeds in front of me, I usually look, I'm usually like, Hey, what's going on there? It's, it's, it's not, I'll say it's not normal, but it's not like the status quo. Usually people don't do that in public. So I'll take a peek. Usually, I'm usually not for long. Just kind of like give it, you know, it's a quick glance. And you're like, oh, someone's breastfeeding. Cool. I'd say it's like a, it's like a little person. You're going to look. You're going to see this person. Okay, hey, little person. Cool. 
cheese rolling festival. I've heard a lot of these things. That's so cool. Gloucestershire. Every year in Gloucester, in the Coltsworld region of England, thousands of people convene to roll a round of double Gloucester. Gloucester? Gloucester? Uh, I always fuck those things up. Down a hill and chase after it. Though the goal is to catch a cheese, that rarely happens. Considering it can reach speeds of 70 miles per hour. I'm just going to hit my wheel of cheese. It just fucking knocks your teeth out. Instead, the first person to cross the finish line wins. Nobody knows exactly how the tradition started, but people are certainly willing to injure themselves for it. Coming down the hill with broken bones and concussions. Yeah, they like go down that really fucking steep hill. It has like, it's full of like fucking rocks and divots, rocks and divots and stuff like that. Now, is that the, is, I see a picture. Is that fucking um, not Ali G? What the fuck was it? Borat. It was like Borat chasing after the cheese. Um, yeah, so I assume I, I would definitely do that. That sounds like fun, but going down the hill and having broken bones, concussions, probably not worth it. However, it's kind of funny. Oh my God, this next fucking one. Get the fuck out of here. Canamera. Big metal phallus festival. There's just pictures of giant dongs. Like cartoony looking dongs. Christ. Alright. It's in Japan too. Man, Japan's weird. Shouldn't it be like blurred out then? Since the dawn of human existence, there have been fertility rites centering around the phallic objects. Modern Japan carries on the tradition with Kanamera, the festival of steel phallus. <laughs> Revelers sit astride gigantic wooden penis models wouldn't it be metal then? And hung them for good luck. Carphallic symbols out of Dacon radish, radishes and walk around sucking on phallus-shaped lollipops. <laughs> okay. Um, the festival is centered around the local penis venerating shrine where the prostitutes once prayed for protection against STDs. <laughs> Hookers pray to a giant dick not to get sick from them. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if I'd go to that. It seems kind of like I'm not I'm not offended by it, but I'm just like okay okay it's gonna be loud again. No okay oh I paused it look at that yes. Um yeah I wouldn't go to the Canamera. No offense. Uh, it's not that I find it gay. It's just bizarre. I don't understand what the point of it is. Spam spam spamarama. Oh it's like spam. Okay I see it I see it. <sighs> These videos keep on loading. It's fucking loud. People really love. Potted meat products. Hey, potted meat. Hey, potted dirt. It's not spelled the same way, but you understand. In America, annual odes to spam occur in both Hawaii and Texas. Yeah, it wasn't spam made in Hawaii. And both include coming up, uh, and both include coming up with as many variations of spam-themed dishes as possible. Hawaii residents consume five million pounds of spam every year. Wow, that's six pounds for every man, woman, and child. Waikiki Spam Jam drew <laughs> spam jam. Drew 20,000 people last year to consume spam and buy spam-related merchandise. Um, in Austin, Texas, spam Spamarama extends that idea that Spam Olympics, a spam cook-off, and a spam burger-eating contest. Christ, I hate saying that word now. However, uh, I would go to that. That sounds fun, and I like spam. So Texas and, yeah, Hawaii. I assume Hawaii had that whole thing. Okay, so this is the eye-gazing parties. Hmm. We learned by staring at someone in in silence for three minutes. According to Michael Ellsberg, who came up with the idea of eye-gazing parties, this guy's a real fucking creep. Someone locked in his basement for sure. You can gain an unspoken connection with a stranger without the distraction of superficial com- superficial conversation at eye-gazing parties. And even a number of singles meet up in bars and restaurants and switch off staring at one another. Ugh. 
Once the staring part is over, people can talk to each other and exchange contact information. That sounds stupid. That sounds like garbage. Um, I would do that. I wouldn't do it for like a dating thing. I wouldn't want someone's contact information, but uh, yeah, that's that's an odd one. Eye gazing parties. Huh. Anyways, that was uh, that was fifteen of the what was it biggest and most bizarre parties in the world. Yeah, a lot of these I heard of, so it's um kind of interesting. It's kind of cool. Why did this one show up again? Anyways, um, so yeah, the, um, quick podcast for you guys. Sorry, I don't have too much for you, and I hope it's still interesting. It's uh, it's been it's been hectic here, as I said. So just stand by. I'm still making podcasts. I will still do as much as I can, and I will try to get these up as soon as possible. So I appreciate you guys listening. Um, we are on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iTunes. I go on Castbox. We are everywhere. So it's kind of cool. You guys can check us out, download our stuff, uh, download our stuff. And if you want to leave us some comments or ask questions, you can see us on Instagram. We are Potted Dirt Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to email us, uh, we are Potted Dirt Podcast at gmail.com. Don't ask me to spell it. I spelled it a million fucking times and I'm tired of spelling it. And that's it, man. Um, hope you guys enjoy and have a good rest of the winter. I might come back before, but uh, March 20th is fucking spring. So maybe I'll come back and we'll do some fucking cool shit. All right, guys, peace.